guys, my name is Ellie Mack, and I'm the podcast editor for the How to Be Wise podcast this year. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, where we cover everything about being a woman in STEM at the university level and beyond. In this podcast, we take a deep dive into the daily challenges and triumphs for women in STEM fields. Every other week, we focus on a new field of science, and if you follow our Instagram, you can ask our guests questions about these fields. Our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone. This is our ninth episode, which is really exciting. Today, we're talking to two lovely ladies from mathematics and statistics, Kristen and Christina. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can start. My name's Kristen. I'm a second year student at Western, and I'm currently pursuing an honor specialization in math, which will be like an honors bachelor's degree in science. Yeah, so I just I take like lots of crazy math courses, calculus, real analysis, statistics classes as well. Yeah, that's that's a bit about me. Yeah, and my name is Christina. Um, I go to Queen's University and I'm a fourth year statistics student. So I'm just finishing up this semester, which I'm excited for. But yeah, I'm really excited to be here. So thank you. Mm-hmm, awesome. I'm really excited to talk to both of you guys, learn more about your programs. And yeah, just kind of get to know more about statistics and mathematics. So since they are kind of two different programs, I want to start us off with you guys describing your program in like one sentence. So maybe one at a time, if you could just give like a one sentence to someone who wouldn't know what the two programs are, what would that kind of be? Um, I guess for math, I think, well, because I, I can kind of talk a bit, like I know a bit about statistics as well, because I am taking, I took stats last term and I'm taking another stats course this term because it kind of can like work into the module that I'm taking for math. So I think the main difference for me, honestly, is kind of applicability. Like stats, I can definitely see how kids can relate a lot to the real world. A lot of the stuff we're doing, I can see how like it's going to go right to a career. Whereas in math, you got to search a little bit harder to like kind of see where, you know, you're going to use it in the future but that is okay just like for me I'm doing a lot of stuff like functions and stuff like that I do some proofs a lot I take I've taken a couple proofs classes now where I just like prove different math theorems that have kind of already been proven but then we just kind of recreate the proofs and stuff so sorry that was way more than one sentence but yeah that's kind of the difference that I see between the two of them yeah they kind of perfectly summarizes how I was going to describe statistics as well if I were to use one sentence I would say like using numbers and data to describe or solve real world problems. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Kristen, you kind of touched a bit on this, but that's a good point. Kind of, I think a big thing when people are entering university and like choosing their programs is trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to do in later life? So how do you guys see yourself incorporating your current programs into your career or into, I don't know what you're doing in 10 years, I guess. So yeah, I'm graduating this, this semester and after I graduate, I'm going to work for, so I'm actually from the States. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, but I'm moving to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to work at PNC, which is one of the big banks there. Um, and so I'm doing data analytics, like financial data analytics there. So kind of like that was just my overall goal with statistics is to go into any field of data analytics. And thankfully, it's one of those fields that, you know, any, a lot of companies need data analysts. So you can really use that skill anywhere. So Mm-hmm. For me, and then anyone listening that doesn't know exactly what data analytics are, could you describe a bit kind of what you do in that? So I guess it really depends on what specific field of data analytics you're going into. Um, I've had a few experiences in the past where I've done like product analytics or marketing analytics, but it's basically collecting data and just really like helping companies like find efficiencies and like how to modify their processes to 
do things in a more like economically efficient way or yeah that's that's basically how I would describe it in a very vague sense (laughs) yeah love it that that makes sense to me honestly I was a little (laughs) bit confused at first but that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so yeah Kristen how about you how do you see math being a part of your future yeah that's honestly a really an interesting question because what I've wanted to do for a career has changed so much in my life I annoy my mom so much because every single month I have a new like great idea of what I'm gonna do um so when I went into university I was pretty set on being a teacher um both my parents are teachers math teachers actually uh, and then my sister is also going to be a math teacher so definitely runs in the family um and I was kind of thinking that but as I've been here I've kind of I think I'm starting more especially in second year to kind of be drawn to um, careers in math honestly like I kind of picked math as an undergraduate just because it was something that I really enjoyed doing I was really drawn to the idea of also just like studying something in um, a STEM field in general. So I did choose math just I was pretty good at it in high school and and I really enjoyed doing it. But I never really considered doing something like directly related to math because if I was planning on being a teacher I was definitely planning on being an elementary school teacher so you'd kind of be teaching all the subjects honestly in second year I've really just started to kind of think about you know I do so much with math I'm kind of am developing quite a skill set um, with mathematics in general so I'm definitely starting to look more into kind of careers involving math and different things that I can do using what I have learned because I kind of has always assumed I would do school after my undergrad whether it be like law school I was thinking for a bit and I still might or maybe like an MBA or something like that um, or definitely maybe teachers college but now I'm definitely kind of starting to think of more I really do want to kind of look into different things I can do using the stuff I'm learning um, in classes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome yeah you made a really good point about kind of how I don't know, like you've been drawn to more things year to year and like open the ideas kind of year to year. How do you feel maybe that your programs changed from first year to second year? And has that kind of impacted at all change, I guess, in career plans? Or what do you think? Yeah, sure. I think um the biggest difference that I've noticed from first year to second year in my program is just that the classes now are pretty much only for people studying just straight math, which is not really like that big of a group, honestly, like I definitely recognize pretty much everyone now in all my classes. So it's where things like stuff in the titles of my classes are called like statistics for math or something like that. So it's very much geared to just this group. Whereas first year, there was a lot of my classes, like a lot of different people were taking just depending on kind of what their program requirements were. Like Calc 1000 is like our very first calculus course. And so people from all different degrees were in that class. So it was definitely a bit more kind of spread out. But still, you were learning a lot of good skills, but it was just like a bit less, just like strictly math. All of my classes are just filled with people who are kind of all very, very interested in math. And you can tell we're all kind of pursuing a math degree. So I think that's the biggest change, which I don't really know how that's affected maybe what career I kind of want to do. But I think I'm just more and more like really with people who are very interested in math. And that's kind of getting and I hear people talking about different things that they kind of want to do. And I think it's just making me more open to the idea of, of pursuing something in math because of all the things that I'm learning in these classes. Mm-hmm. So true. I feel like second year... I mean, first year to second year is such a big jump from the lectures of like 500 people to more smaller groups. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm in a pretty big program, so I don't really know everyone in my program, but definitely even already I'm recognizing more and more people because the class sizes are more like 100 or 200. Mm -hmm. So those like massive lectures. Um, But yeah, Christina, how do you think now you being at the end of your degree, how has that kind of changed from first year? For me, I had like a very drastic change. So I originally came to Queens as a nursing student, 
but then my first year like very ironically the only course I like the only nursing course I actually liked was intro to statistics and so then I started just looking more into the field and kind of like what I can do what I could do with it like once I graduated and then that's how I like I learned about data analytics and then I realized that like you know back in high school just like for fun I would run like statistical tests in my free time which I know that sounds like really nerdy but (laughs) (laughs) but I would do that in my free time and then so when I found out about data analytics and that that was like an actual job I was so excited and so yeah so probably about like one or two months into nursing I was like okay yeah I need to switch into stats. <laughs> but then ever since I switched into stats, I've just absolutely loved it. And I've been like, the more and more I learn about it, I'm like, the more I want to do data analytics. And like, I'm very happy about my decision. Hello, hello, hello. It's a girl, Ellie M. I'm just popping in because there are so many job opportunities that are available when you get a math and statistics degree or whether you do straight mathematics or straight to statistics, just statistics, just statistics, just statistics. Statistics is a really hard word to pronounce. I don't know why. Um, anyways, it ranges from like complete different fields from health, finance, information technology, education, pharmaceuticals, government, insurance, academia. You could be a consultant of some sort. That includes being a marketing consultant, being a logistics specialist, financial analysis, database administrator, robotics analyst. Literally, there are so many jobs that just span a whole different bunch of careers just from having such a universal degree. Personally, my older brother has a math degree and he's now pursuing a diploma in computer science and he's going to be using a lot of his math skills as well as the computer science skills that he's learning to apply them to potentially a future career in cryptography, which is really cool. So I just wanted to add that in because the more you know. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you're definitely not the first person that I've heard of to like do a full 180 kind yeah. of in that sense. <laughs> um, but that's interesting going from like a very specific because I know for mm-hmm. here, like nursing is very specific. It's like its own group. It's kind of very like you don't take a lot of overlapping classes with other yeah. courses. It's very like nursing is their whole other thing. Kind of to switch courses a little bit, I wanted to chat with you guys kind of about challenges in your programs and maybe the main challenges you feel academically or socially or like as a woman in your program, kind of what, how do you feel, what are the challenges you see in your program? So something I've like, I noticed right when I transferred into stats was that how much different um, college math is than high school math. So in high school, I was taking like the APBC calculus courses. But yeah, even though I was taking like high level courses in high school, still like the jump to university math was definitely like very difficult because like just week one, they were like giving me theorems and they're like, okay, go prove this. And I'd never written a proof in my life. (laughs) So I had no idea how to do that. So kind of that transition to abstract thinking, like the abstract math, instead of just like the very like application, like here's a formula, apply it. That was like definitely a challenge something something else that I've that has been a challenge like kind of like throughout this whole degree as well is the fact that like you can get a homework assignment and it'll be like three to five problems but then it will somehow take you like 15 hours 15 20 hours so like yeah something too like in high school um I don't know about other majors but like in high school they'll give you like I don't know like 30 math problems 
you took through it in like an hour and a half but no now you'll get like like one math problem and it's like okay spend like four or five hours just like thinking through this and yeah it's just like a very different approach to solving problems I've found Mm -hmm. I appreciate anyone that can do that because that sounds like my worst (laughs) nightmare Um, (laughs) yeah I had to take calculus last year like just the most basic level intro calculus and oh my gosh it was a struggle I barely got (laughs) through it symbol lab is what got me through actually but yeah yeah Kristen how about you what are the kind of challenges you feel in your program yeah, well, I agree completely with everything that Christina said. Um, I actually am my a class I'm in right now called Real Analysis. I've been just like my whole week. I feel like it's doing the assignments for that class. We have biweekly assignments and I've spent at least five days, six days on doing one assignment, going into office hours like two times for this one assignment. So I definitely agree with just the fact that things can take, especially in math, like I can be on one problem for so long. And it's like, I'm being productive the whole day. But it's like, when you only get done a few things, it kind of does feel a little bit, you know, it hurts the motivation a little bit to be like, I can't even check anything off my checklist. But I've been working since 9am on this assignment. So definitely, I do agree with that. I think another um, challenge that's pretty particular, pretty specific to um, math, um, at least math at Western, is I do feel like it's a bit there's a bit of a, just a lack of a community, I would say. I see a lot of different um, programs that I my friends are in and stuff, and there's huge communities of people who they do like socials. There's a lot of interacting. Everyone's kind of friends. All their classes, they talk about them. They help each other on assignments. We just don't really have that at all with math. There's just very it's like a lack of kind of a group effort, which is kind of sad, especially because math is very, very, it's very hard degree. So I think almost for something like this, it's, It'd be super beneficial if we all would kind of like, you know, talk to each other. That would be nice and kind of like work with each other. But I definitely do feel like it's just a bit isolating at times to be in such a small, pretty niche program. Mm-hmm. That actually is such a good point, Kristen. I never thought about that. But yeah, that would be really difficult, especially too, because I know for me, like I totally lean on my friends when I don't understand something. Like when you guys were talking about those long assignments, I'm picturing myself one wrong calculation and then it's like the whole rest of the page is all messed up. But that would be really difficult. Christina, mm-hmm. do you experience similar things in statistics or like, yeah, what's kind of the vibe of the community there? I definitely relate to that <laughs> in Queen Stats um, as well. I think I have, I've met maybe three or four other people in statistics and three of them are on exchange. So I actually only really know like one other stats person who goes to Queen's who's also a fourth year. I've met like a few people in math, but yeah, it's it's very much the same thing. It definitely doesn't really feel like a community and there's not really a whole ton of other like friends you can fall back to or like ask for help. So Mm. yeah, I definitely have experienced that as well. So yeah, I was just going to add a bit to that too, is the one reason I think particularly this year that I'm finding that um, lack of kind of community extra challenging is just because I don't know if you feel the same way or if you felt this way, Christina, as you just like advanced in your years at school, but I, there's just not that many help resources kind of left. Like as you get up there in a program like math or like statistics, like there's just not that much kind of support that you can get. I, know, I went the other day to, for the very first time, we have a math help center at Western and I didn't really need it first year and I could kind of like find my way through my courses without it, but I really, really was struggling on my, one of my real analysis assignments. So I went to just get some help there. 
And I went in and so the person who ran it asked like, oh, what course is for? And I told him the course code for it. And he was like, oh, second year. And it's like, oh dear, I'm only in second year. And kind of the already like, we're not super able to help with these classes. And I can only imagine that that gets even kind of the resources get fewer and fewer as you go into third and fourth year. So it's like having only other people that really kind of know what's going on in these classes they're not really being a good community there it's like I feel like particularly we could like use each other for help because there's not that many other help resources so it'd be really good to be collaborating on assignments but I just think it's particularly kind of unfortunate that we don't have that kind of same like team mindset that some programs like Eng, for example does because of the fact that we're just really lacking kind of ways to get help besides each other. Mm -hmm. That's such an interesting Mm -hmm. point too that makes me wonder if like down to the root of the university there needs to be more I don't know abilities for people within the same program to form connections and like create groups and like I know like you were saying before Kristen lots of um, programs have different socials and specific clubs but maybe there needs to be more stuff for some of those more niche programs Um, because yeah I think by the sounds of it it would be super beneficial if you guys had more collaboration more support more connectedness between all of you but yeah. yeah 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 no I definitely relate to that at Queens as well um, as you said we also have a math help center but yeah it's really just mainly for those for- first year courses and like maybe a few second year courses but yeah definitely not any of the third or fourth years and then even if you like go out and search for a tutor like rarely like I don't think I've ever found a tutor that teaches any of those higher up courses and so a lot of the time I always end up like I go to my prof probably at least once a week minimum once a week asking like questions and asking for help and it's like it's so interesting because I I've never really thought too deeply about it but I've asked like some of my other friends or like my housemates and like rarely do my like housemates or friends ever talk to their prof like let alone like go and ask for homework help but it's it's almost sort of like that's the only like option we have if that makes mm-hmm. sense so like that's been I don't like that's kind of been like normalized but yeah it's because we don't have like tutors or math help center or like we don't really have a community either that yeah so that's kind of an interesting like thing that like differentiates stats and math I think from other majors mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. definitely definitely different maybe well hopefully the people listening to this maybe coming out of high school can create a better community or sense of teamwork I guess in those courses because that sounds really difficult I used like I this is kind of off topic, but a bit on topic. Um, I joke to my parents a lot that the only time I wish I was in engineering was for the first week of school because they have yeah. such a good like mm-hmm. community. Like there is, especially like, I mean, Kristen, I'm sure it's the exact same about Western too, but like Queens Eng is well, like just well known to be this tight community of people that have all the same classes and vibes and interests and there's just such a community around it and I think it'd be really Mm -hmm. beneficial to have that to make more connections in your program and kind of get closer with those people ayo I'm back with another unsolicited opinion I did orientation week I was a freck and I had probably one of the best weekends of my entire life we were all purple we were loud we mosh we slammed our jackets we had a ball and it was so amazing and it was crazy and the warm welcome and the beautiful sense of community that I have in my program I want every program to have because you just feel so connected and feel so accepted and welcome and it's just great so great so yes I 
second this statement. I think, I mean, you're not going to dye yourselves purple. But if you dyed yourselves like blue for math, that's the color I see math. I think if I were to think of a, distinguish a color with math, I would say blue. So if you want to dye yourselves blue, I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't because as an engineer, I respect the mathematician. Okay, bye. I wanted to ask you guys a bit about workload. I'm sure there's quite a heavy workload in statistics and mathematics, but how do you best prioritize your workload or how do you just prioritize your workload in general? Um, as I kind of was like saying earlier, like one homework assignment can, even if it's only like three, three to five problems, it can take you like a very long time. So something like I like make sure to do is just like to start very early and set kind of like little goals where like I'll start maybe like two and a half weeks before an assignment is due and I'll be like, okay, on this Tuesday, like I'm just going to work on like question one of this one assignment. And so it's just like setting like those little goals and I like put it in a calendar and being able to visualize like, okay, this is how I'm spreading, like I'm like, yeah, spreading it out. Um, I find, I find that like it it really helps manage the workload a lot better. And then at the end of the day, even if um, I think Krista mentioned earlier that you can work on something for like, I don't know, four or five hours and not get any sort of like final answer, but it's, I mean, I find even those like those four or five hours that you put into it, that was going to be like, four or five hours that you're going to have to put into it at some point because it does require just sitting down and staring at it for however long so I don't really know if that answered your question maybe Kristen you can <laughs> what what are your takes on that <laughs> yeah I, I was just gonna say for sure I do feel like um what you were saying there is is a good point productivity isn't necessarily only about checking things off your list and crossing mm-hmm. things off your calendar and while like that is definitely extremely rewarding to get to like check off you know something from your to-do list I do think you still have to remember that if you get to the end of the day and you can't necessarily check something off your list but you if you've been working however much you wanted to work that day whatever works for you then that's all that you should really you know be thinking about if I can work for so many hours and not even get done one assignment or one like practice problem set or whatever but it doesn't matter because the work had to get done at some point I put in the time And even if I didn't necessarily accomplish the goal that I wanted to get done that day, because that definitely happens to me a lot. I'm definitely one to set like an absurd amount of goals for a day and then get done like maybe one or two. But I think just knowing like you put in the time, you did get stuff done, even if it's not as much as you wanted to do, like there's no point if it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night to beat yourself up about what you didn't accomplish. Like just be proud of what you did. Be proud of the fact that you did put in work to those courses that you needed to put work into and then just move on and try to get more done tomorrow or don't. Completely agree with you guys. I've definitely had moments before, especially like you were saying, Kristen, like I'll write down seven or eight things that I need to complete throughout the day or I'm like, I'll start my Mm -hmm. day and I'll be like, oh, I need to finish all of this. And each individual thing I know takes me like two or three hours and yet I'm still expecting myself to finish eight of them, which is just unreasonable. And Mm -hmm. like you're saying too, Christina, like I could like work on something for four or five hours and then not even have it finished. And that definitely feels not so great at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. but I completely agree. Kind of feeling good about the fact that you would have had to put that four or five hours in at some point. So that is productive because you did it that day, even Mm -hmm. if you're not like clicking a box or making a little. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, while we're talking about kind of that heavy workload and having lots to do, do you guys have any tips or things that you've learned about balance kind of throughout university? Balance in social life and 
I don't know if you guys work or anything or like clubs, all that kind of stuff, as well as academics. Um, My biggest, like, I guess, life hack or tip is just like making sure you're staying organized, like setting daily goals for yourself and having everything like laid out and planned out and just creating a plan ahead of time, like significantly ahead of time. Um, That's really the best you can do. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, Kristen, do you have anything that you've learned kind of throughout these past two years about balance in university? Yeah, I think um, definitely learning one thing that every, I think everyone learns as a student in university is just how to kind of prioritize. You know, one day you might just have to focus completely on one course or what I'm noticing about second year a lot is I'll spend like three days just doing one course because the exam's coming up. And then you kind of sometimes have to let some other things go and then you have to play catch up a bit. But I think that really is just the reality of being a university student, at least because it is it is really hard to balance things, particularly with social life as well and with clubs. I'm in a couple of clubs and I definitely do really value kind of having a, a fun social life in university. Balance is tough. I would say that is probably one of the hardest things about being um, a university student is just finding a balance between, you know, academics, which we all we're here to study, we're here to learn. I do think there's something to say too about the fact that, you know, this is supposed to be and it is such a fun time of your life. So don't kick yourself for not getting everything done completely. If you don't do three homework questions that you maybe should have you know, if you're just finding yourself being stuck on one thing for so long, then maybe you just kind of say like, I did my best, I've, I've learned as much as I can. And if, you know, maybe I'll get this question half wrong, but I can kind of show that I've learned something. Sometimes it's just okay to say like, this is just probably not going to be the subject or the, this topic is probably not for me and then just move on. And university is about so much more than just school. It's about definitely about social life. It's hugely about community and campus involvement and stuff like that so I just think learning to say to yourself like "Eh, all right well I guess I'll just have to move on from this because I want to you know go get dinner with my friends or something like that I think that is really it's worth it it's worth the maybe a little bit that you didn't know to your fullest potential Mm -hmm. that's so true that's such good advice I think especially for courses like your guys is like I think it would just be impossible to understand everything perfectly and remember everything I know for like some of my stuff it's a lot of memorization based so that's kind of a different um obviously there's comprehension and like a decent amount of you have to understand what's going on in each system and organic chemistry is a whole nother story but (laughs) otherwise it can be lots of memorization so yeah for sure that's definitely interesting also too you mentioned something uh before about exams and studying for exams and you know um kind of accepting something for how it is how do you guys feel that preparing for exams might differ from statistics to mathematics or just kind of as both of your guys's exams compared to other programs the only thing I can really compare it to is nursing because I just I spent the one year in nursing but something that's like I mean very obviously different is that it's just like a completely different form of studying um it's like in nursing it was a lot of like a ton of memorization so like a ton a ton of hours going into just like straight memorizing whereas like something I really love about math and stats is that the setting is all just or the majority of the setting I feel like it's just like practice I mean yeah you have to like go through your notes and you know make sure you understand the topics but I do really like that aspect of math and stats that you always kind of get to like apply you feel like you're always like kind of like applying even like when studying if that makes sense yeah yeah I, I definitely agree with that I do and I think that that is also i um good like that's definitely something that I like too is that it's not a ton of memorization there's usually only a few maybe like theorems or formulas that you have to memorize and then it is 
felt greatly about just applying them. But I will say one thing that kind of on the flip side isn't so awesome about that is you never like really know exactly what you're going to get on the exam. At least that's mm-hmm. kind of what I what I feel like in my program is you can do all the homework questions and feel really good. But it's it differs from memorization in the way that like you'll never really know exactly everything. You know what I mean? Like you could still for math like you can you can feel pretty confident in everything and then get there and there's still questions that you're like oh my goodness I've never seen anything like this I don't even know how to start which is just kind of frustrating sometimes mm-hmm. would you say that's like similar for you Christina as well in statistics yes yeah I yeah I've definitely been in that experience before, or situation before um I mean I think it just comes down to I think Kristen said earlier that you just really have to like have the mindset that like okay I did everything I could and like I know I did my best and you just, you know, have to accept that. And that's something that I like really like learned throughout university. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. So one last thing that I wanted to ask you guys about before we kind of close up this episode was just your favorite part about the discipline. Is there anything that you love about your discipline or when people ask you, oh, why do you choose math? Why do you choose statistics? You're like, oh, this part is really awesome. I always have just loved math. And then right when I found out what statistics was, I loved, like, fell in love with statistics. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of this podcast, we've been talking about how it's difficult, and it is. But, like, at the end of the day, while it's difficult, it's like I'm always working on things that I like to do. And I'm always enjoying the work. And I'm always learning, like, new ways to apply to the real world. And I love being able to see those applications and I find it really satisfying and yeah then at the end of the day I just really I really like the subject yeah I'm I I I agree like I do like we have definitely been talking about some struggles and there (laughs) definitely are some but what I will say is I feel like the STEM community in general is very strong and I just I love identifying with that community and that I will graduate with a bachelor's of science I just think it's very empowering it you know it's it's hard work to be in these classes to be in this program and and to earn this degree but it really is extremely empowering and very rewarding as well. Mm-hmm, for sure. I definitely say with my very little experience in math and statistics, having only taken a basic level calculus and like <laughs> physics, getting those grades back and the exam marks back, I think were the ones that I felt the best about, even though they're the classes I did the worst in, because you just put the most effort that you can in. And when you get something back that you're like, oh, I'm just so proud of myself for finishing that and for working my best. But yeah, thank you so much for chatting with me today, guys. It was so awesome. Great to get to know you. And for everyone listening, make sure you follow the Instagram and give this a five-star rating because these guys are awesome. And yeah, proud of them for being in math and statistics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you bye, so much everyone. for having us. Of yes, course. You. <laughs> of course. Bye, everyone. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like, you can follow us on Instagram at HTBWpodcast to stay up to date with the stem fields being discussed, ask questions for our guests, and dot, dot, dot. Stay tuned for our next episode. And that will be whenever I edit it. (laughs) Bye.